Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Previously on The Spurs Show. Would you prefer to have uh, Mourinho with all the trouble no, and ego no, that no, has? No, no, no one in. Or, or go down with Pochettino. Okay, Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. But you know, is that would just be more fuel for the fight. If we had someone yeah. like Mourinho, oh, it'd be, it'd be a nightmare. <laughs> it'd, it'd be a marriage made in hell. Just, just, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Just not going to Welcome to uh, another hastily organised Spurs show. This comes at you on Wednesday morning. Uh, Myself and Theo Delaney were obviously recording late last night once the news broke that Pochettino had gone. We surmised then surely someone has been lined up. The rumours are Mourinho. And Theo Delaney, it is our new manager, Jose Mourinho. (laughs) Oh my God. Now you've actually said it like that. It's it's actually sunk in. Oh, my crikey. I know. On a three and a half year contract, not even like to the end of the season. Yeah. They, they've gone big with him, haven't they? They have. And uh, I guess, actually, you know, I said, you know, last night that the only I think the only sensible thing to do if they're going to get Mourinho is to is to get him in a kind of caretaker trial period. But then actually on reflection, of course, Jose Mourinho sits in a room and is told that he says, no, you don't understand. I'm the special one. I don't do caretaker deals. Yeah. So I think they probably that was probably a non-starter. Mm. So, you know. They needed to get someone quick. They're in a they're in a bad position. They've got to do their very best to make the most of this season. And there were only two top top managers out of work, and it was him and Allegri. And I guess they figured, well, Allegri's totally untried in the Premier League. He doesn't speak particularly good English or anything like that. Whereas Mourinho's a ready-made sort of Premier League proven practitioner. That will be their thinking, uh, you know, of the available options, I guess. Absolutely. But, you know, the the question that all Spurs fans are asking this morning 
is which Jose Mourinho are we going to get? Are we going to get the Jose Mourinho, who in his first season at Porto won the league, um, the UEFA Cup, the Champions League the next season, the league in his first two seasons at Chelsea, the league, the FA Cup, the League Cup twice, Inter Milan, his first season in Milan, the top of the treble, really, the title, the cup, the Champions League, Real Madrid, the league, you know, this is it. Or are we going to get one at the end who, in fairness, even at Manchester United, he still won the Europa League and League Cup and the following season came second in the Premier League, their highest finish for a while, but then was dismissed in December 2018, again cited poor results. Which Mourinho is going to show up at, at White Hart Lane? Well, the only way it'll be the good Mourinho is if he suddenly regresses, uh, you know, in a sense, or, or, or becomes the, his younger self. And that is a that doesn't usually happen. I can't think of many precedents. Mind you, you know... At times like this, it falls upon people like us to try and be a bit glass half full. And I've suddenly thought of um, the Tinker Man when he went to Leicester. He looked like a busted flush, didn't he? He hadn't had any success for ages. Yeah. And he, he stepped in at Leicester. And the, the reason he was able to do it, he had two things going for him. One was he had a kind of calm, experienced authority about him. And two, he happened to walk into by a good a very good squad of players that at that point we didn't realize or had no idea how good Kante and um mm. you know but so maybe maybe you can make a case for it that way maybe maybe as you sort of hinted at last night maybe Mourinho's learned his lessons and maybe he walks into this squad it is a really really good squad and it's contrary to some um perceptions he's got a bit of depth to it I mean there are certain positions that need attention in terms of bringing people in but you know, maybe he'll just come in, slot in straight away. They're crying out for a new, a new voice, new ideas, and and they and crucially, they need someone that they can immediately respect. And yes. I think, hopefully, he falls into that category. That's the um, optimistic. There's plenty of people with with the contrary. I, I was I wanted to read you out uh, a message I got this morning. Actually, yeah. my. Um, my uncle Simon, who made me a Tottenham fan in the first place, and he and I—he's been on the Spurs show several times, and he and I made the 125th anniversary films. He's been going since the early 70s. You know, this is what he he wrote to me unprompted this morning. We had one good guy in the game who tried to play decent football too. Now we have the biggest. He's used a bad word with C right. at the beginning of it. We have the biggest who only knows how to spoil and cheat. That's me done with them. I'll return when he's gone. I could live with the pragmatic pragmatic thinking if he was any good, but he's a busted flush. Yesterday's man, Warnock, Pulis, Big Sam are available. I'd take them over Mourinho. I'd take Harry Redknapp over him. I'd take Harry Styles over him. I'd take Prince Andrew over him. This is an effing disaster. You could also say, I hope we lose at West Ham and flirt with relegation. I'll return when he's gone. Wow. Wow. Well, he's not the only one today. No, I've had, by uh, no means. Not as eloquently put as that, but I've had similar <laughs> messages today going, that's it for me and Spurs for a while. Um, yeah. I, I follow Tottenham for a, a, a reason, the way we play. Uh, I was brought back into the fold almost by Pochettino. Now this has happened, that's it, I'm off. See you in a few years. This is the way, I mean, it's, it's still raw. This is without doubt the most staggering managerial change in our history. And I, mm. I don't take that lightly. In our history, yeah. when you look at all the other managerial changes that hit the headlines, Graham gone hodling. Well, Graham, most Spurs fans 
you know, never took to Graham. Hoddle came in. That wasn't so seismic. Yol taking over Santini. Yol was already there. You know, there's been nothing like this where someone has gone and someone has been ready to come in. And clearly, as we surmised last night, they've been talking to someone. They wouldn't have done this now if someone wasn't no. lined up. It's, no. it's incredible and r- absolutely ruthless. Now, we've spoken at length about the things wrong under Pochettino since last season. Many, many fans have said the Champions League run really just papered over the cracks that we saw in the league. It has come out, we've heard hints, and, you know, whenever we go with inside information, but, you know, we've heard that things have been pretty toxic this season at the dressing room. Uh, Trippier kind of alluded to it when he left. He went, I can't go into it, but certain things were going on. We can see just from his demeanour, Pochettino, you know, we heard rumours that he wasn't happy. He didn't think he was properly backed in this transfer window. And him and Levy were apparently just not talking. So you can understand why the owners have gone, I can't pay this guy this money and have this. The results clearly, uh, you know, the team clearly hadn't responded to whatever was happening on the training ground. So purely from a results place and atmosphere within the tra- the, the, the training ground, a change had to be made. Whether yeah. now Jose, as you, I mean, you said at the top of the show, who was available? They couldn't go and get a Rogers now or someone who was still within their team. They would never have got them. They've gone, well, again, as I said, 25 major trophies. They've taken a huge gamble um, and time will tell whether this gamble will pay off or we're, we're chatting in, in a year's time. Mourinho's walked. He has been backed by Levy. I mean, you know, Mourinho, we know what it's like. He's not going to hold fire. You know, I know I chatted this morning to my dear friend Simon Greenberg, a big, big Spurs man. Uh, he worked at Chelsea. His job was communications director, having to speak to Mourinho and deal with him. You know, Mourinho is his own man. Uh, I know that he's always respected Spurs and likes Spurs. He he realises Spurs is a big club. And interesting in his quote today on the Tottenham website, he cited he's excited about working with the team and the academy. So maybe this might be a Mourinho. Surely when Levy has sat down and given him a three and a half year contract, he said, this is how we do things here. And obviously there's give and take. I'm sure he'll get a massive bung if he gets us to the Champions League this season. But, you know, Levy would have told him, this is how we go about things here. We want you to bring players through and all that. And Mourinho must have said yes. He wouldn't have said no because he wouldn't be appointed now. Yeah. But, you know, it's a great job and Mourinho's out of work. He's, but I mean, God knows what they're paying him, five million a year or something. And so that to some extent, you get, you, get, you get a phone call from one of the biggest clubs in Britain with this fabulous stadium. And, 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 they, still, um, and still in the Champions League next Tuesday exactly. now it's going to be. It's, it's a fantastic job. They had Harry Redknapp on the, on the, on the radio this yes, morning, Captain. And he was saying, oh, you know, it's a it's a great job for 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 Jose it is a great and it, and it is. And so, you know, he's got the money, he's got the opportunities back in the big time, which he loves his ego and everything. So I think to, to an extent, you have to assume he's going to say yes to a lot of things in an interview in order to get the job. Yes. Now the ink is drying on the contract. Yes. This is a whole new phase. Yes. So as you say, he's his own man. And what he will presumably do over the next uh, however long he's with us is make sure that whatever goes right, he gets the credit for. And whatever goes wrong, he, he, shifts, the, he shifts the blame elsewhere. 
Hi, it's Garth Crooks here. I'm looking forward to seeing many of you at the Spurs Show Christmas Party on December the 2nd at the 100 Club, alongside my old striking partner, Steve Archibald. I suppose I'll be doing all the work again. see Crooks and Archibald in their first Central London appearance together since hanging up their Spurs boots 35 years ago. Spurs show season ticket holders get an automatic ticket with priority entry, with tickets also available at live.spursshow.net. No one does Christmas like the Spurs show, except perhaps Bing Crosby and Jesus. Get your tickets at live.spurshow.net or get free entry to all our live Spurs shows at season.spurshow.net. Spurs fans will, you know, the, the level-headed ones will give him, a, a, obviously give him a chance, will give any Spurs manager yeah. a chance. Yeah. Even if, George Graham. Even George we get Graham, you know, and yeah. um, if you're... Harry Kane this morning, Hommin Sun, Eric Dyer, even Danny Rose. You have now got the opportunity at the club you're currently in to work with the greatest manager, um, the greatest manager in modern history. Uh, I mean, you can we can obviously mention Ferguson, but in terms of going to different clubs and moving around and doing it, every club he's then gone to, which you know Ferguson was obviously at Aberdeen and then Manchester United. You you've got to be go. You've got to be excited as a Tottenham manager yeah. to think he can take me as a player, hopefully to the next level. Yeah, I think it's exciting from their point of view, definitely. And until such time, until there's reason to not be, you know, feel positive about, it, I think they'll go in with a spring in their step, and they'll want somebody. Like as I said earlier, they'll want somebody to get a hold of this situation, have new ideas, have a new plan. And uh, and motivate them and get them moving. And I think hopefully at the very least we can expect is some kind of a bounce. Yeah. Saturday obviously now is enormous because of course, I mean one one of the good things about this is also as I, again we touched on this last night, but all these other big clubs are on the uh, have managers on the brink. West Ham not such a big club, but Manchester United, Woolwich. Arsenal, yeah, and Everton. Four, four big jobs, well-paid jobs, mm. and um, we've got in first. So in that respect, you could say there's something to be said for that because but whoever comes in fifth is going to have very few people yeah. to choose from. Having said that, maybe Pochettino crops up at Man United. Well, I mean, I, I could see that happening or maybe Bayern Munich, maybe um, that that's currently available. Um, that could be one move for him. But you mentioned there about Mourinho and sure there'd be a bounce. Going yeah. back to the Pochettino situation, when we lost 7-2 to Bayern Munich, we assumed that as professionals, there'd be a bounce be a in the next game against yeah. Brighton. Brighton was even worse. Yes. Um, once we, When we won in Belgrade, we thought that would give them the confidence to kick on and yeah. uh, demolish newly promoted Sheffield United. It wasn't there. So as yeah. you've been saying for quite a long time, it's, it's a matter of when. We saw... Yeah. We could, if you're really honest about yourself, you could see that Pochettino wasn't going to turn it around or didn't want to turn yeah. it around or the players didn't want to turn yeah. it around with him. You kind of all saw that. I'm not I'm not denigrating the incredible job Pochettino did. He gave m- most Spurs fans some of the greatest football we've certainly seen since the 1980s. Uh, yes. And it was absolutely wonderful. And um, none of us will forget what he did. But But my God... Football moves quickly, and 
in fairness to the board, they have moved quickly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I th- as usual, you know, uh, uh, you know, in situations like this, a lot of fun- finger pointing goes on, and people try to apportion blame. Some people say, "Oh, Poch, he was useless; he never won any trophies." Some people say the players have let him down; it's a disgrace after all he did for him. And some people say it's all Levy's fault; he never gets his checkbook out, and he's mucked the whole thing up. I think sometimes in these these situations, you have to say nobody is particularly to blame. There is no blame to apportion. Yeah, these things happen, and in fact, Levy. You know, if he's as we said last night, if Pochettino, if he doesn't believe Pochettino can turn it around, if he doesn't believe Pochettino really wants to be there, then there is absolutely no future in it. So his responsibility is to move him on, but also to get a credible replacement from the available options completely as soon as possible. And my goodness, has he done that? A hundred percent, he's done it. Yeah. You, you know, there's a lot of anti-Mourinho feeling already for, for, for clear reasons. But, you know, again, you've got to look at what Levy's done. You can't really ask much more than what he's actually done in the circumstances he finds himself in. Yeah, and I mean, again, you know, football is, is you know, it's all about, you know, fine lines. And, and again, you mentioned there, Pochettino never won anything. If you look back at key... Tottenham games, key Tottenham games under Pochettino. Off the top yeah. of my head, West Ham away, last game at Upton Park when we were still in the chat with the league, didn't do it. Chelsea, yeah. the Battle of Stamford Bridge, 2-0 up, we went 2-2, didn't do it. There's there's, there's many, the, the Champions League final, where I thought Liverpool were there to be to, to be taken. Even at 1-0 down, I thought we'd get a goal, we'd go back. We couldn't do it. When it's come down to the absolute key massive Pochettino games the, the the team whether it's his fault or the players aren't good enough haven't been able to get over the line look at the Manchester we talked about yesterday that semi-final against Mourinho's Manchester United a wretched yeah. Manchester United we thought we've got to do this we lost we came out of that ground going how have we lost that game again? Yeah. What is it? We were what one is up it? As well. We can't yeah. get over these games. We can't get to the finishing line. What is it? And, you know, maybe, you know, conversations at board level have well, had exactly the same conversation. What is it? We know with Mourinho, even with a pretty wretched Manchester United team at the end, he did it. Well, they went to that Europe. They went to that Europa League final against Ajax, remember? You know, a very, very good Ajax. And we thought, oh, you know, I actually did, you know... Ajax couldn't lay a glove on them that night, you know? Yeah. He did enough yeah. to win. And that's surely what all Spurs fans will hope will happen now. And yeah. what, what do you think? I mean, the, the one big thing hanging over with all this is money. You know, he spent th- over £300 million net at Manchester United. He splurged nearly the same uh, first time round at Chelsea. We know... There isn't splurges of money at Tottenham. We now know we're not going to get money for Ericsson out of Veld, all these players to go, there's money. So surely he must have been told there'll be some money in January, but and we're going to try and clear those players out. But you are effectively initially working with the players you've got. Yeah. And that, of course, is not his style. But as I say, I don't think he's going to sit in a room and being offered a job like that and say, well, that's it. I'm not doing it then because I don't he's probably, you know, from his point of view, he might not get he he might not have got another offer as good as this one for the rest of his life. You know, so so he's going to have so he's had to come in and just say yes to whatever Levy said. But as I say, if that means that he can't buy anybody big or significant in January and then he doesn't have much money to, to spend in the summer, it won't be long before he starts to say that that is the problem yeah. and that it's, it's that is the problem of the club 
Uh, maybe Levy, maybe we'll find some, some money. Maybe you will find some money for him. I don't know. We, we never know, do we? Uh, I mean, it's, I think... it's kind of do or die for Enoch now. I really believe now running this club. You know, I think the, spa- the fans have been extremely patient about what's happened over the years under Enoch on the pitch. Um, we've seen heroes like Hoddle come and go. We've seen, you know, Ramos, the next great thing, come and go. Um, you know, certain, you know, whatever. And, you know, we mentioned, obviously, yesterday, apart from one League Cup win, we've not won anything under Enoch. This, yeah. to me, almost feels like a, a last throw of the dice by Enoch now, I think, running this club. All right, yeah, you want well, winners? You want to win trophies, Spurs fans? They are Jose Mourinho, 25 major trophies. And it's almost like, you know, it, it, although they've given him a three-and-a-half-year contract, it doesn't feel like a long, long-term plan by Enoch at this stage. It's almost like... No. We, we could be gone. We could be selling out in three and a half years, but we could be selling out with a team that's won the Champions League, won the FA Cup, won the title. You know, maybe it's a sort of last throw of the dice by them as well. They must be getting, you know, poor Daniel Levy, you know, gets in the gets gets the stick left, right and centre. Maybe he's thinking, I've got a few more years here and I want to move on. Well, I think Enoch, you know, Enoch is a business and they bought Tottenham Hotspur like they do any, you know, those types of people, Joe Lewis, he bought something in order to fatten it up, make and increase its value and then sell it at a massive profit. Uh, effectively, Tottenham Hotspur has been up for sale from the day he bought it. Mm. So that that doesn't change with any of this. And also, of course, they look at the 19 years and they think one trophy, yeah, one trophy, but look at the increase in value. It is absolutely yeah. amazing. So I don't think, I honestly don't, and I don't mean this as a criticism because, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. They Their number one priority is increasing the value and the price, if you like, of the club. And obviously, on-pitch success is a big part of that. But um, winning a couple of FA Cups doesn't make that much difference to it. Mm. Not as much difference as the things that they have been able to do to increase. Keeps the fans on board, though, doesn't it? Keeps us showing. Yeah, and all of those... Yeah, I'm not saying it's not important, but I don't think it's it's necessarily the be-all and end-all. And like I say... You know, like you say, oh, this is their last try of dice. They've tried everything. But if if he if they fire him in eighteen months, there's every every possibility they will. Mm. Um, they're not going to say, oh, we've had enough for this now. All we've all we ever wanted to do is win trophies, and we haven't been able to do it. So we're just going to walk. I mean, the, their agenda is a different agenda, I think. And like I say, they could sell in three weeks' time if the, someone turns up with the right amount of money. Yeah, no. and they won't be thinking, oh, it's, we don't really want to sell yet because we, we we'd really like to win a couple of things first. They just don't think that way. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be you know the next two games was said, West Ham now Jose Mourinho walking out, Tottenham Hotspur manager waving at the at the Tottenham fans. What do you think kind <laughs> yeah. of reaction he'll get? Do you think he'll be muted? I know he was manager at Chelsea, but he's always yeah. publicly, well, certainly in press conferences, slagged Arsenal off. He was never Arsenal manager. Um, do you think Spurs fans will reluctantly accept him? Yes. I think to begin with, it'll be a question of, I mean, uh, it, you know, as I say, even George Graham had a song in the end, Man in Raincoats, Blue and White Army. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think they'll I think they'll take it you know take it game by game, uh, but I don't think they'll be. I mean, no one's going to boo him or mm. or give him a hard time from the word go. Yeah, and if he starts winning, needless to say, I mean, this is football, isn't it? I mean, it, it, 
It's only about results. I mean, it's the biggest cliche of them all and the truest. If he starts winning and he gets us up the table and we're in the knockout stages of the Champions League and we look like we're going to do something, you know, and maybe even changes a few things around in January. It'd be interesting to see what he does about with these kind of refusenik uh, players getting to the end of the... For me, it, the team now is what we've got to focus on and what he can do to sort it out. I think we've got a really strong squad. We have. We but have. But, but the problem is in, in that centre of defence because if Vertonghen and uh, Alderweireld are definitely off at the end of the season, then that's the place that is the real problem. Because, of course, as we all know, you need people in that position with know-how and authority and gravitas. And that we've had that in absolute more than anyone else with those two because they've played together for so long with richly experienced, so, so good. And to lose them both at the same time, uh, I, think gonna be I think he'll challenge. reinstate them. I think he'll look at that team and go, I need experience. We don't leak goals. He'll get them playing a certain way. He doesn't have great experience of going out and buying good centre-halves, does he? Really, was it Linderhoff and Rojas and various players at Manchester United that didn't work? Yeah. Uh, Bailly yeah. looked quite good and got injured. He doesn't have a, a great track record on buying uh, those yeah. kind of players. Obviously at Chelsea, he had a young John Terry who he brought on. Again, he might be looking at the young players like Tanganga or whatever at the back and trying to go, you're going to be my next big Ledley King. I don't know. Yeah, and of course, I mean, I think Foyt and uh, Sanchez are good players. It's just that they don't yet have the the, 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 the massive amount of games behind them that really good centre-backs at the highest level usually do have. I think that's the big question. The midfield, I think, is going to be the interesting thing. Does he bring Ericsson back? Does, you know, uh, you know, again, Ericsson wants to go, but no one sort of seems to be coming in for him unless a deal has already been done somewhere. So, you know, you could see Ericsson now possibly back in the fold if Tottenham start moving at the table. But how are we playing midfield? Will he, will he fancy Deli Alley? Will he fancy Lucas Moura? Will he fancy Harry Winks? You know, this, I think, is, is going to be key. Yeah, and we're well stocked in those areas and they can't all play. So it will be fascinating. He might have a completely different take. He might not like Sissoko, for example, who's yeah. had this great renaissance. He might prefer... I mean, if you pay a 4 2 3 one, which I think he has played in the past, uh, or a 4 3 3 you know, you there will be players who miss out who will not be, and somebody something's got to give. I mean, will he like Winks? Will he like Sissoko? And Dombele obviously has got the big price tag, and but where does he play him? You know, he, he seems a bit sort of like a bit of a hybrid in Dombele. All of these these are fascinating questions yeah. now because, of course, one of the things that Poch wasn't able to do, perhaps because he wasn't so motivated to do it in these last few months, was to find a settled side. Nobody really knew what he thought. You know, he was changing it yes. all the time and in, in not just personnel, but formations. Yeah. I think Mourinho, we may find that he, he settles into something quite quickly. And when that happens, there will be players who will be uh, surplus to requirements. Yeah. Maybe he'll work that out by January. He hasn't got long. Obviously, he's got a month. He's got a few games, though. Quite a few games. He's got a few games. And again, on paper, you know, West Ham struggling. Olympiacos, yeah. you hope will win to get into the knockout stages. Yeah. You've got Bournemouth yeah. at home. We then got, yeah. I think, what Manchester United away coming up. That's going to be yes. uh, extraordinary. Then at Christmas, yeah, and Chelsea, Chelsea at, home. at home. I mean, yeah. <laughs> some fixtures. That would be up. a cracker. I can't wait for that. You know, and then obviously soon there'll be um, an FA Cup draw as well. See who we yeah. get in the third round of the cup. And we know with Mourinho, he yeah. likes winning the cups. Um, which it is Spurs exciting. Let's be honest. It's an exciting time. I mean, you know, whether, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I've read out that message earlier, but, and there's a lot of venomous <laughs> hatred for him already. But one thing's for sure, it's not going to be boring. 
do you think? Do you think going back to that, it's venomous because he took a, a nothing Chelsea team and made them win, and sort of Spurs fans sort of never liked that. The whole park in the bus um, jibes at Tottenham and whatever. Uh, or do you think people are just still in mourning over uh, losing Pochettino and just can't quite fathom now that the Dark Lord has come in effectively? Yeah. Um, do you think that's the reason why people seem to be so reticent at the moment? Well, I think it's a number of reasons. Certainly, yeah, his association with Chelsea. He's a very antagonistic but in his by nature. So that parking the bus thing, he was the first person to ever say that. He actually coined that phrase that day. I was at that game. Yeah. And, you know, it's become one of the great football cliches, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, so he's antagonistic, he's antagonistic. He's associated with one of our bitterest rivals. Um, and we all loved Poch and always will love Poch because there was something. Poch wasn't just a good manager. He was a lovable, lovable character. Yeah. But there's also the other two things with him is one, the brand of football is is not great to watch. And of course. All football clubs think that they, they're into good football. But Tottenham Hotspur, there are very few football clubs, if any, in this country that are associated with good, entertaining football as much as Tottenham Hotspur. Yeah, but one Hotspur. could argue so, it hasn't been great uh, second half of last season and this season. You know, apart yeah. from Palace at home first half, Bayern Munich first half, where we were scintillating, yeah. I argue we have not looked scintillating at all. Oh, absolutely. But people will say, but that doesn't that doesn't mean you get in a play, a manager who specialises in football that isn't scintillating. I mean, what you what you would ideally do is get a manager in who can re- rejuvenate that. The other reason why there's um, a negativity around him is that is this the, the the thing that most worries me. I mean, I'm not, I'm not generally negative at all, but I think the thing that I'm most worried about is is he has he still got it? Yeah. Has he still got the motivation? He's a multi multi millionaire. You know, is does he have the hunger? Does he have the energy? Does he feel that desire to prove himself as much as he used to? I don't know. I've been watching him in TV studios, enjoying being a pundit. He's a pretty good pundit, actually, because he goes into real detail on uh, tactics and stuff. So he has, so he does demonstrate a depth of knowledge and expertise. But that's not in itself enough. What Poch brought when he came was an, an energy and a determination that was infectious. And that is so important, isn't it? We know we've got good players. All the top clubs have got very good technical players. So what... What gives a cl- one of those top clubs an edge over another? And if you look at Klopp and Guardiola and what Pochettino was up until about a year ago, mm. what they all had in common was as soon as you saw them being interviewed or on the touchline anywhere, they had a certain aura and energy and buzz around them. And you could see instinctively that that transmits to players and you could see it reflected in the way the teams played does Mourinho have that he had it when he first went to Chelsea does he have it now that's my massive well, worry I, that, I don't that's know. a beautiful way to finish because time again as Tottenham Hotspur fans time will tell before we go just a quick reminder in two weeks time even more reason to come because we're going to be talking about this subject for a long long time Please come and join us Monday, December the 2nd. Myself and Theo and Paul Hawksby will be talking about Mourinho and Tottenham, uh, the current team in more detail. And then the same night, we've got Garth Crooks and Steve Archibald flying over from Spain and Barcelona. He'll know a few things about Mourinho. Uh, it's going to be an incredible night at the 100 Club on December the 2nd. Go to live.spurshow.net and get your tickets now. And we'll be back as well. I assume we'll be back just next Tuesday for our next weekly show. But who knows? <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? The soap opera that is Tottenham Hotspur. We love yeah. the club. 
despite the ups and downs. And we all hope and pray that Mourinho turns things around. We move up the table and we start winning trophies again. Theo, thank you so much for joining us. Cheers, Mike. Speak to you soon. Until next time, come on, you Spurs. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.